Welcome back to What is the Point podcast with your favorite Ruthie and Emily. And we're here tonight to talk about, well, it depends on what time of day you're listening to this, but we're tonight recording a podcast about our favorite books because both of us are passionate readers, wouldn't you say? Or, well, yeah, like I used to literally read two books a day at one point. Yeah, same. And now I listen to books more than read, but yeah. Yeah, it's kind of slowed down for me. I think real adult life hits you between the eyes and you don't really have time to uncross them in order to read. But um, it is something I would like to remedy actually is reading more. And I actually am. I went to the library the other day and got myself a book and I'm working on reading it. The cool thing about reading books is I also have a little bit of an obsession. Like it's actually an obsession with collecting old books. So I have like probably 50 to 100 books left at home that I've collected over the years that I haven't brought out to California yet. And then guess what? The sweetest, sweetest little lady ever from these family conferences that I go to sends me old books from her library. Some of them even have dates from like 100 years ago in the books from her personal library that she has kept since she was a girl. And she Whoa. sends them to me in the mail as, like, gifts at random. And she just sent me, like, four recently. And guess what? Some of them were by my favorite authors. And I won't say who, but they were amazing. Dude, that is, like, gold mine right there. I also love old books. So without further ado, let's jump into this. What – so we're going to kind of ping pong back and forth um, and just ask each other what our favorite books are and kind of give a brief synopsis of what they're about. Um, so if you want a list of really great books, get a pencil and paper, grab your phone, start taking some notes because these are, at least mine, are killer good. <laughs> mine are probably better. <laughs> okay, well, either way, get yourself a pen and paper and write down some awesome books. So, Ruth Ann, what is your favorite old book? My favorite old book or old set, I'd have to say, would be like The Robe and the Big Fisherman. Now... Okay, say that one more time. You said that so fast. The Robe, The Robe, and The The Big Fisherman. They're both written back in Bible times. So they're like written from Bible times with fictional characters. No way. And they're also old classics, which I didn't really know till years and years after I'd read them. But now I can't stop because I have a little, I have a couple old books that I have to mention. Okay. First of all, author. One of my number one authors that I love that writes old books is Amy Lee. Fuber or Fier, however you say oh, that. Oh, love her. She's one of the best books I've ever read. Um, one of my favorites of hers, Spell obviously. Spell her book. last name real quick. F-E-U-V-R-E. And that's Lay F-E-U-E-V-R-E. It's French. But yeah, Lamplighter sells a lot of her books. She's an incredible author. Yeah, and Lamplighter sells them also with beautiful covers. You can also get them on like Etsy. Um, the other one, the other set, some of the other books that I really like, all of Lamplighters are amazing, but her favorites of mine would be Freckles and then Michael O'Halloran. And then I think Girl of the Limberlost. Um, those are some of my favorites of hers, but I've read like all of hers. And then there's also the Shepherd. Those are by Jean Stratton Porter. Those are not by Amy really? LeFevre. Amy LeFevre oh, right. writes. The other ones that I love. Little like Red um, Bag. Jill's, Jill's Red oh. Bag. She also, she Teddy. also wrote the ones called um, Lost. No, wait, I can't think of. Why you're making you're giving me a blank? <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I just had to correct you because Jean Stratton Porter wrote Freckles, Girl, no, of the Limberlost. I forgot to write down that author's name too. I just wrote them as books and then I just kept going. Yeah, no, no you're good. Amy Fever also wrote. Um, why am I having? 
a, such a brain fog that's making me so mad. She wrote this book that I love so much. She wrote Teddy's <laughs> Button. She wrote um, Jill's Red Bag. She wrote uh, about the twins. She wrote – anyways, just look her up. She's a great author. She is a great she, author. Anyway, you know, she wrote a couple of these books that are also in audio dramas now. That's what I want to say. Um, oh, Vampire has two of hers now in audio drama. A peep behind the scenes? A peep behind the scenes? No, for the life of me, I can't remember um, what they're called. But to say the least, they are the best audio dramas. And we'll write them in the description because I will look them up. All right. Um, Anyway, moving on. Yes. Emily, what are some of your favorite old books? My favorite old books are um, also written by... Gene Stratton Porter, which you mentioned, Freckles, Girl of the Limberlost. Freckles is such a sweet story about a boy who's missing a hand. And he gets – it's just – it's such a well-done story, just the way she – It's a heartthrob. It's incredibly well-written. And I won't give it away, but basically he gets – he his last chance at life is at this really hard task. And he just sucks it up and does it and just wins. And you can't help but love him in the end. It's it's an incredible – and it has a sweet romance in it too that's just not too sappy and weird. It's just really, really sweet. So Freckles I think is probably a top hit. Um, another – I'm for some reason I'm not remembering his name, but maybe you can help me on this. But he wrote When a Man's a Man, The Winning of Barbara Worth, Harold Bell Wright. Harold Bell Wright. There we go. Yes, Boom. who also wrote Shepherd of the Hills. I couldn't remember his name, yes. but I wrote down the Shepherd of the Hills. Shepherd of the Hills is one of my top five, but I think When a Man's a Man by him, um, really good. So, yeah, those are probably a couple of my favorite old books. And those are written back in, like, the 20s, I think, probably, of mm-hmm. 1920s, 1900s, early 1900s. So. Or, or earlier. Yeah. I feel like they had Maybe. cars, though, because cars are part of the story. Yeah, those ones might be a little so, later than yeah. um, than some of the other authors, like Amy Lefevre is, is in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking classics here. We're just talking like older books, nineteenth, twentieth century books. Okay, I'm gonna pop off on you. What is your favorite classic? Let's lead into the classics. So I struggled with classics a bit because the, the I didn't read a lot of classics growing up, but the ones I did read, which were mostly Charles Dickens, and I love Charles Dickens, don't get me wrong, I love that, but my favorite, I think, of all of his would be Oliver Twist. I have read, I have like a giant compilation of like most of his books back home, and I've read almost all of them, mm-hmm. but Oliver Twist, there's something about it that woke up that era and that time and how children were treated and how it was for them to survive and what they went through that pulls on my heartstrings and my love for like the lost like crazy like yeah it just it gets to me so yeah that would probably be my favorite dude i cannot stomach charles dickens for some reason i can stomach a lot of things but charles dickens just drives me up the wall and back down the other side so, so funny though he's such a good sense of humor he does i think maybe a mature version of me could read them but back in the day when i was trying to read them i just couldn't so but yeah, I'll be honest. I read like the the unabridged version of multiple of his books at like eight. <laughs> yeah, that's intense. I mean, I've read stuff over my head for since I was like eight as well. But just Charles Dickens, I just never got him like his style. But respect because <laughs> I think anyone who likes Charles Dickens is super smart. So respect. No, I'm not. But thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So my favorite classic is um, Pride and Prejudice. And the reason why, the reason why is the wit in it is insane. Like, I can't believe that you just said that. 
Shut up. Jane Austen did an amazing job on Pride and Prejudice. I don't like Persuasion. I hate Persuasion. It's like the worst <laughs> book and movie ever. But Pride and Prejudice has great wit, great um, storyline, even though it is a romance and whatnot. But I just think it's a really – it's my favorite classic. But coming in behind it, hot on its heels, is The Count of Monte Cristo. And mm. I know it's like – 500 miles long but it is an excellent story very well written full of intrigue and drama and mystery and you have to kind of be be on your best uh behavior to read it almost like mentally because otherwise you won't get it so i love it it's such a good book but yeah oh wait i forgot my old favorite old classic no what it's oh so sorry i have to say this please don't let me no 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 jump jump (laughs) um my brain is glitching again. It's Are you serious? That, it's that classic about that that slave, that old, that that that's such a classic. Tom Ben Hur, Ben Hur. No, not Ben Hur. Although I do love Ben Hur too. Um, about that slave that was um slave for like forty years and he was a Christian or he wasn't a Christian. Yeah, and Tom. Are you kidding me? Uncle Everybody Tom's is- Cabin? Uncle Tom's Cabin, yes! Oh, oh. that's funny. It is a classic. I've read as many, like, more times than I've read anything else. Like, that is I a really good book. love that book. I, I love that story. So much. I will never not. I have talked about that book before to my parents by the hour. Like, love it. <laughs> that is a really good book. Emily, what's one of your favorite, like, what's your favorite novel? Like, Okay, this is easy for me. My favorite novel and series is the At Home in Mitford series. And not very many people know about them in my generation because it's kind of like, I feel like the people that read them are probably more like in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, But it's about an Episcopalian priest. And I know that's kind of bizarre, but, and it's, it's a really down home story about him and his parish. And the reason why I love it so much is the author takes something that's very basic and simple and, like I said, like just on the surface sounds extremely boring, and she makes it an incredibly deep um, story. It's it's an incredibly woven and written story. And just her way of writing, the way she um, builds her sentences and phrases and structure of the story is inspiring to me. Like as a writer, just like, I'm not a writer necessarily, but I do love to write. And so when I read her stuff, I'm like, oh my goodness, like that is how I want to write someday is like how she mm-hmm. writes. So I love, like I read her series um, every year, if not twice a year. And I'm always reading one of her books just because they're home for me. Her characters are home for me. And like each character is like my family. It's the weirdest thing ever, but they're like my family. And um, I have them all sitting on my bookshelf here at home. Anyone that comes in my house sees my at home in Mitford series proud and loud right there on the shelf. And so anyways, I love, love at home in Mitford. So that was, yeah. Favorite novel. Okay. Honorable mention though, is the Swan house. I don't know what her name is that wrote it, but the Swan house is an incredible novel must read must 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 read and mm-hmm. it's about um uh georgia in the in like the 60s i think it was and during like the time of like uh some like race racial stuff going on 
and it's an incredible story. Anyways, I won't spoil it. I'm not going to go into it, but read it. It's amazing. So, okay. How about you? Give me a novel. My problem is, is all of a sudden my mind just got flooded with these novels that I really like. (laughs) Because I feel like maybe I should just list some of them off because they're, some of them, they're all, some of them are all a series. So like there's um, Little Men and Joe's Boys and Eight Cousins. That whole set of books were probably the nearest series to my heart through like my entire early teens. Like from like 10 to 15, those books were my, like, I love them. So I could not mention them. But then there was also other books that were in that same category that I really liked, which was Pollyanna. Um, and mm-hmm. then uh, there was a Pollyanna, like, part two. There's a second book, and I don't remember what that's called, but I love that, too. And then there's Jane Eyre, which I love Jane Eyre um, in its own Ew. weird way. Oh. In seasons, bro, in seasons, I really appreciate Jane Eyre just because it's kind of the whole concept is that love is blind. And I'm kind of into that in a weird way. The whole concept of the book, in a sense, I mean, other than like there's so many spiritual dynamics to it, but the whole concept of the book Jane Eyre is eerie and dark to me. But then there's this aspect of her loving someone that's not really lovable. And I don't know. I get it. It it, it makes sense to me. But that wasn't even the one. Those those were not even on my list. What I was going to say is I really do like the the series called the Mark of the Lion series. And they also are written back Bro, in the times. I am reading and, the, that one right now. That's what I just got from the library is that book. They're, they're really moving books. There's aspects of the books that I feel like are a little bit extreme and that are like, whoa. But I also get that the author wanted to write a book that was very realistic to the times and you couldn't put down. Like you're put in that place when you read those books. Like you're there and you feel it. And sometimes you wish you could, didn't feel it. I don't know how to explain them, but I do really, really love that series. I can't say for sure that they're okay for every it age level. It is graphic as all get out. So, so wow. I do want to mention that because it's Dude. not, I wouldn't really say it's like youth friendly. No. But it is a good book. I was reading, I was reading it today and I was trying to eat my lunch and read it. And I was like, this is not working. I cannot read this book and eat at the same time, which is weird. I love to read and like snack or I'll just like grab a book. And no, like, you can't I cannot read The Voice in the Wind or the Mark of the Lion series, but I'm on the book one. I can't. I just can't. Nope. No, they take your undivided attention. Well, it's not that. It literally kind of makes your stomach churn, like her graphicness. And yeah, yeah you do need your undivided attention, but at the same time, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I do want to put out there that even though they're my favorite series, I will not say that they're okay for every age because they're not. They're not, in a sense, they're not family friendly. I would say no. read them as an adult and they're great books. But yeah, um, my mom was like, you're, my mom was like, you have to be an adult to read these. I'm like, and I see why now I'm reading them like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm, gotcha. <laughs> So, so Emily, what would be your favorite like missionary or like not not so much like a missionary story, but like or like mystery book or something that was about someone's mission experience or whatever? So I don't really I, I'm one. I'm kind of weird for this in my family, but I don't really love missionary stories. Um, <laughs> I I kind of have struggled with them a lot and I don't know why, but they just kind of gross me out or like, I don't know. I just eh. but. That said, I do think that there's a lot of things we can learn from. Um, they're part of the cloud of witnesses, and they're they're part of the people that should be our, some of our spiritual heroes and stuff. And I will say that my most relatable and favorite missionary or missionary story is Corey Timboom. Um, 
anything written by her is all star, five star. Um, but Tramp for the Lord is probably my favorite of hers. And it's not really even like a missionary story, even though, yeah, it, I guess it is. I would totally qualify it as that. But I actually got to go to her house in Harlem, um, Holland, and get in the hiding place and just experience where she lived and stuff. And she's always been a hero of mine. My dad read um, her books aloud to us growing up. And so oh, I, I would say, I would say Corey Timboom and her story. But honorable mention chasing the dragon no, i know you're funny. gonna say this i i have to say i know i know it's both of our favorite but jackie pullinger is one of my heroes and that book is amazing gotta read that i can't believe you just stole that from me it's okay you can oh. go go now go well, the, expound as as chasing the dragon um in a, in a sense changed my life and I will and there's many books that have changed my life and you know because they have an impact on who you are but when I first read Chasing the Dragon I was a young girl I wasn't very old I was probably like 16 maybe which I say young girl I'm still a child basically um but <laughs> yeah I read that book and the effect it had on me realizing that as just a woman with nothing else just just the I don't know how to say it, but the the simplicity and the depth to which she wrote the things that God did through her and how she just was so selfless about how, how she wrote it. Like it wasn't a book about her. It was like a book about what Jesus did and it and it was so beautiful. But the, the thing I think I love the most about it was the fact that God told her to do something. And I know people hate how this sounds, but she went against every, what everyone told her that she should be doing as a woman. And she did what God told her to do. The leaders of the church and the people there said, this can't be right. God can't be telling you to go to the middle of Hong Kong and reach these drug addicts and be with guys that are, you know, wicked every day. And these people. And so she's said, no, God told me to go. She had no money. She didn't, you know, and she went, she went. That's what I love about it. She just went. And it's, and what God taught her. And then also the whole, dynamic of her explaining the baptism of the holy spirit and um how god took those spirits of of you know wickedness and of addiction out of with his holy spirit and how that all happened yeah. in that book is one of the clearest i've ever heard on incredible that. it's incredible so i personally love that book another one that i really love is i do love david wilkerson stories he has one called one lady at a time hmm. and then he has one called run baby run which is the story of nikki cruz which i've loved for a very long time um, and those are both to some sense, I would say missionary stories, but not even, you know, it's not like overseas. It's I think right Nikki there. Cruz wrote run baby run. Nikki I'm Cruz did. Oh, that's sure right. He did. David Wilkerson wrote one lady at a time. And then, um, and the cross. Which and the Switch Switch which yeah. yeah. All those are so good. Oh my goodness. Okay. So that kind of let's segue into spiritual books. <laughs> Do you want me to go first or you? No, you go first. Okay, so my the reason I think this book is I love it and I have a special spot for it is because my mom read it aloud to me and my little sister. Hmm. Um, and she kind of made us listen to it at first. She like made a deal with me and she was like, you have to listen to two chapters before you can say that I not, that you won't listen to me read this book aloud at night. Because we started getting picky because my mom read books aloud from as far back as I can remember up basically until people would leave the home. Like she just randomly sit down and read books aloud. That's um, so cool. And then I love she that. Read them she read them aloud when we were younger. 
and then the older kids would just come in and, and listen. And honestly, when I look back at my childhood, that's something I miss the most. Like, I just want someone to freaking read aloud to me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so one of them that I really loved was Hind's Feet on High Places was the one that she made us listen to. Mm. And I love I, years later, the lessons it taught me were actually countless. Um, that one and then anything by Andrew Murray and Watchman Nee. Um, to love, love Andrew Murray's books have been so revolutionary for my life. Um, surrender, humility, um, he has books called that. And then he has one called year of the vine. I am the branches. That one is probably number one. And then Watchman Nee has one called sit, walk, stand. That is, yes, I want to read that. I want to read that so bad. Super short and compact. And I honestly recommend it to every single believer. And the reason I do is because it breaks down some different things that there's in the, in the way we're supposed to to move as a Christian that um, explains it so simply and so and with such depth and such a short, compact, tiny little book that it's, it's definitely worth your time. He has another one I think called, I can't remember what it's called, but if I remember, I'll also put it in the drop down. but anything by Watchman Nee and Andrew Murray, love them. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I need to read Sit, Walk, Stand. I was listening to a podcast, I think a couple days ago, and the guy talks about that and like how we are first seated with Christ and then we get to walk in him and then stand in him. And yeah, just for me, it's just super powerful. I need to read that because I'm super fascinated by just the fact that we are in Christ and how that all works. So oh, yeah. it, it changed my walk with God like crazy. It, it taught me basically in a sense, I would say how to actually like move as a Christian. Yeah. Like yeah. What, how to be. What the, it just was amazing. That's awesome. Anyways, what yeah. are some of your demos? Um, I don't really read spiritual books very much. Oh, so I actually kind of do. <laughs> I don't really enjoy them. I get really slogged and bogged. But I love Soul Obsession by um, Oh, Cruz. no, that's one of my favorites. I bought half of my friends that one. Yeah, I love that book. And um, hang on. I had one more that popped to the top of my head when I was – maybe it will come back to me. But I have read a few. I just haven't, like, ever finished a lot of them. I will read, like, a chapter here and there. But um, like... There's another set that I read as a very young teenager from, like, at, like, 13. It's called The Christian Complete Armor. And I only made it through the first, like, two books. And there's three because they're really thick and heavy reading. But they were amazing. And Armory or Treasury of Prayer by Ian Bounds is a compilation. Leonard Ravenhill compiled, like, some of the best parts of his giant seven books or whatever it was on prayer down to one small book and oh, I yeah i need it. to read that oh i remember now it's fervent by by priscilla shire fervent i know priscilla shire is a controversial person but <laughs> i i that book basically got god just like dropped it in my lap when i desperately needed it i was 18 and we had just got off the mission field and I read that book and it changed my life at the time. And God just used that book to show me the power of fervent prayer. And I highly recommend that book because it really just got me into prayer. And I saw God change lives around me as I was praying and mm -hmm. as I was using the methods described in her book um, of just, and it's not even like it's a method book. It just gives you practical and basic um, understanding of prayer and how it works and why it's so important. And um, she just really calls out the warrior in us. And 
Um, and so I just love that book. Um, like I said, I don't read spiritual books. So for me to pick that up and read it, it's like God is definitely like, read this. I kind of get that though. On another note, since we still have a few other books we want to go through, uh, what's one of your favorite biographies, true stories, or like either or? The Boys in the Boat. The Boys in the Boat is my favorite. You need to read it. It's incredible. And I'm going to tell you who it's by. Uh, Hang on. I'm actually writing it down right now. uh, Daniel James Brown. And incredible author most inspiring story i adore that story it also kind of changed my life actually it's an amazing story so highly recommend it's about the um it's crazy because it sounds kind of dumb and boring because like no one's really interested in this but it's about the the i think it's the 10 man is it eight or 10 i should know this um, I don't remember though. Eight or ten man rowing team that won the Olympics that was right before World War II. Wait, that sounds really familiar. I think I read that from when I was like thirteen when I did my World War II ginormous essay. Okay, well you should read it again as an adult because it's an incredible story. And I freaking love that book. So yeah, how about you? Tell me. Um, one of my favorite biographies, well, it's not a biography, it's a true story, but would be Child of the Crossfires. I cried m- more hmm, reading that, I've especially read that. the first half of that book, than I've almost ever cried. Like, when I've read a book, I bawled my eyes out. And Child I think it was of just the Crossfires. Crazy. Child of the Crossfires. Um, that one struck a chord with me, a very deep chord, and I've, I've reread it many times. But the second half of the book, to me, gets very bland, um, hmm. just because it gets into, like, it's just it's just kind of bland but the first half of that book is very moving and i really love it um and then there's another one i really like i like alone yet not alone a lot um okay and there's a movie now too that's actually very well done but yeah that's another story that i really like that's a true story okay tell me your favorite allegory 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 um well, I really like the shining, the the shining shield, and the and its sequel, the Song of the Trumpet, a lot. Um, but I also, obviously, obviously, love the Pilgrim's Progress. And there's honestly like probably twenty others that I really love. <laughs> but those would be some that I've come back to as some of the deepest and richest that have taught me over and over and over things. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you? Yeah, you stole my allegory earlier, and it is Heinz feet <laughs> on high places. <laughs> I love that I did that. You little turd. No. I love Heinz Feet on High Places is an incredible allegory. So, but you already talked about that. Emily, what's one of your favorite mystery intrigue or like drama? Okay. I can't remember the name of my favorite one. So I'll pass. You go. I like this book. I have to mention it because there's one that I really love and it's called Dawn of Wonder. This author, it's his first, first book he has written. And he's had it published for like 10 years. And the story is amazing. Get on his blog. Read some of his posts. They're super deep and profound. And he's on an incredible journey with God and writing books. And it's a slow process, but it's legitimate and real. And um, he's writing to youth. So this is a, hmm. a kind of a mystery hmm. thriller for teenagers. And I absolutely love it. It's an amazing book. It's super thick. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages and giant. Oh. And it, the audio book is like, 50 hours the longer so, it is the better i should read that yeah i just remembered the i just remember the name of my favorite intrigue book sorry were you yeah, done i just cut you off yeah no, okay no. it's called the omega code i can't remember the name of the author but <laughs> it is about 
World War II, and it's a hypothetical situation. It's not a legit situation, but yeah, mine it's isn't either, but I love such that. a cool story. Anyways, I'm gonna I added that to my list, Emily. Thank you for like giving me suggestions because I almost never do people give me book suggestions that I haven't already read. Really, I feel like we should talk mm-hmm. more about books because you also gave me some suggestions, and I know that I read stuff that you haven't read, and vice versa. So. Yeah, I know you have. What's your favorite health or fitness book? Oh yes, uh, this is really easy for me. Well, I just finished. So to preface, I love Ross Edgley. Okay he's an amazing fitness guy <laughs> and anything he writes is five star he can be a little crude and inappropriate so just a warning but he wrote the world's fittest book and it's like my bible for fitness and it literally <laughs> it literally is it has like everything you need to know about fitness and why it works and like diet and all this mm-hmm. stuff and it's really practical and basic and hands-on and i love it i also just finished another book by his called by him called the <laughs> art of endurance and oh no the art of resilience sorry it's called the art of resilience and that was an audio drama or audio book that he read aloud i'm starting to get tired I'm starting to not be able to talk okay it's an audio book that he wondering. read aloud so it's really good what in case you all are wondering emily actually has talked about these books with me like multiple times i am obsessed I- with ross yes, edgley and his honest, british I- accent I- I'll be honest. I've been a terrible friend. Every time I just roll my eyes and I'm like, oh my goodness. No. Look. Uh, go her. Go her with her. her I love thing. Ross Edgley. You guys, I, you have to understand. It's amazing. I, on the <laughs> other hand, have read more health books than is actually okay for me. So like, shoot. The quantity of books I've read on health is absolutely disgusting. But I don't really love them. So the only ones I actually kind of liked were True Healthy Mama. The reason I say this is because they're effective books. If if people on a weight loss journey or health, they are legitimate, real information with accuracy. And the studies have been done and proven to help people. Now, I also actually shockingly really love J-Rob's pamphlets and books. They're not really thick, but I've read some of them or flipped through them and I really like them. But I also really dislike reading books on health or fitness. I would much prefer to watch videos. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, no, I get that. Watch anyone wondering what videos I watch? I watch Athlean X like by the hour sometimes. What on <laughs> earth? I he has. I just I really enjoy his videos on fitness and like working out and like all all that. Jazz. Well, cool. Good for anyway, you, Emily. We have hit our thirty our thirty minute mark. It's okay. It's okay. What's your favorite like personality books or like love language books or like stuff within that whole genre of like understanding people? Um, I'm not really, I'm not super well versed in that section. That's your sector. I'm in the fitness sector. You're in this sector. It's very true. Think about it. You, you like study personality and like all this stuff. I kind of study fitness and like, yeah, I won't get creepy you'll about take, that. It's not you'll creepy take care at all. Of the outward appearance, and I will take care of matters of the heart. Of yes, <laughs> exactly. Together, we make a nice, complete whole there. So, Honestly, shoot, no, what's your favorite person, one on this personality topic and love languages? Love languages. Gary Chapman trumps all others on love languages, like all of his books, whether it's the one for kids, um, unmarried, single people, married couples, all of it. I love them. Now, within that, there's also Shanti Felden. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of her. She also like called um for young women only and then she has one for married women only and then for like only men for men only all these books right so hers 
Gary Chapman's and her books are some of my favorites. And then I okay. also really love this other book. Um, I mean, on personalities, and I think it's called the four color personalities. I could be wrong. So it's been years since I read it huh. that I loved. And then there's also Meyer Briggs's personality, 16 personality test with, of course I'm obsessed with. Um, and I can tell you what your personality is. It's if you not want to a book. That's not a book. I don't care. It's not a book, but I'm sure there's a book somewhere. You are, the writings so, are so funny. Guys, the writings on there are so long that I had to mention it. Like, oh they, my goodness. But if you want to have your personality analyzed or your love languages, please message me at any time. Or if you just want to talk about it. Anyways, yeah. back on track. Was that the last one to Bible, discuss? book of the Bible. Our favorite book of the Bible, which I actually didn't even write down. Lol, which is fine. So <laughs> you go first. My favorite book of the Bible, I have two. Um, one by uh, it's hard. They're on even par. So Isaiah and Hebrews, I kind of live in them, um, off and on, and yeah, just Hebrews because it just is such a beautiful picture of Jesus. And I just every time I leave Hebrews, I understand a little bit more about him. And then Isaiah because it's um. Isaiah just shows me the heart of the father and I just understand more about God and father, his fatherly heart and like his heart towards me every time I leave that book. So yeah, two of my favorites. It's really odd. Cause I thought I knew what my favorites were until I started thinking about it deeper. And now I can't because there's every time I think this one's my favorite, it changes with seasons of life. Like, it doesn't stay like, as growing up. I was like, Revelations is my favorite book of the Bible because it was exciting, serious. Right. It didn't know what's going to happen. And now I'm thinking about it. And well, it right now, matter. we'll just go, go like, with right, right, now, right now. I just really, really love the Gospels like Matthew, yeah. Mark, Luke, Max, uh-huh. Roman, first, the whole, those are it. not but the Gospels, but what you... just all the Gospels plus. But what I do, <laughs> but what I do find myself coming back to often is Galatians and Ephesians, those two books right there. There's they're not big, but they're impactful. Ephesians especially. Mm-hmm. There's so much compacted in that book of the Bible that it's actually mind-blowing to me personally. I'm yeah. just like, whoa. Like, it's it's so clear and precise. And I don't know. Just I just love it. There's so much about – there's even like these verses about adoption in there and inheritance. And yes. I just really, really love that book of the Bible. Yeah, I hear you. I love Ephesians as well. Yeah. I tried memorize. I'm terrible at memorizing, by the way, but I did try memorizing Ephesians at one point with my mom. My mom has the book of Ephesians memorized. I do not, but I do have the first chapter very, Woo. very, very terribly memorized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Basically, I, I can read it to you. <laughs> good job. That's great. Well, better than nothing, it comes back to you. You never know. Anyways. Well, we, we should wrap this up, bro, but. That was good. I enjoyed that. That was a really good conversation. We talked about books for 35 minutes straight. No, I could talk about books for a lot longer. This is like We didn't say close to all of the books and details and things we could have said. This is like, yeah, this is like the massively abbreviated version. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you've made it to the end and you like these books, please tell us in our, on our podcast on Apple, if you want, you should tell some of your favorite books. I would love that. Um, or, you know, just leave us a review or a rating or message us or whatever. Yeah. We just, we love feedback and we appreciate it so much. Yes. Yep. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
can I leave this?